Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Election Day, November 8th, 2022, and this is episode 58. I'm your co-host Pete, and with me as always is Howell. Hey, man. Happy Election Day. Happy Election Day. Um, I don't know if it's Happy Day, but... Uh, Why? Should, I don't know. Because um, Americans continually let me down on these days, so <laughs> so um, optimistic. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, this should be fun, I think. Just for everyone's um, background, we're recording tonight. Hopefully, we'll get this out soon. After um, who knows, maybe some of these elections won't even be called by the time we release the episode. Um, but I think Pete and I are going to do a little, I don't, we don't really have an agenda other than just kind of talk about stuff as it comes in. Talk um, about how it goes. Also, we also did a little bit of a, um, pre prediction game before and sent it to each other. So we'll read it. I think we should read each other's predictions. Okay. Um, and then, uh, we can see how we do throughout the night. But before we get to that, um, how are you? Did you have a nice Halloween? I had a great Halloween. Um, we did some, uh, handing out candy. We did, uh, in, in, in Oak Park, we, I think trick or treating was from four to six. So us, my, you know, my family, we got together with a couple other families from, uh, the kids school and, uh, we walked around the neighborhood together. It was good times. Um, yeah. what your kids Teddy, dress as? Teddy, my oldest was, uh, Luke Skywalker. My daughter okay. was Zoe from Disney's Zombies. And uh, not familiar with that person. Um, zombies one, two, and three. There's three movies. It's insane. Um, and then my youngest was he was Spider Man at school, and then for trick or treating, he was Baby Yoda. Nice. Did he have Baby Yoda ears? He did. Oh, well, no. it was like a, it, it, it basically it's a hat that had like the eyes on the top and like the ears okay. on the side, and then it was like this fleece, um, khaki fleece wrap. Um, so he was nice Good and warm, Gro- actually. Grogu. Good old Grogu. Grogu, yeah. Um, I guess, off topic, I guess The Mandalorian is just over. It's not happening anymore, right? Is that, I, like, I, there's I no more? I've never watched no. that show, actually. Oh, okay. You just know. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been like three oh, years. Oh, the- oh, okay. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh, you're a poser. That's all. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched any of the new, many of the new uh, Disney um, Star Wars stuff, so mm-hmm. I can't say I'm not a pose, Star Wars poser either. But I did watch The Mandalorian, and I thought it was pretty good. And then it's not, and then it just disappeared. So anyway, uh, well, that's nice. Uh, no, no shenanigans in your neighborhood on Halloween? Not really. Um, trying to think of anything crazy. No. At least you happened. weren't at that. At least you weren't at that vigil on Halloween night that where 14 people were shot. In Chicago. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been there. I was invited. Um. Oh, speaking of uh, places where people were shot, um, <laughs> we uh, we were in your old neighborhood um, on Saturday. Uh, oh, for uh, in Wicker Park. Yeah, we um, <clears throat> Olivia had a the city cross country race in Humboldt Park, and so oh, we nice. drove um, drove through there, and we actually drove right by your old street. Would you live on like Thomas Street or something? Yeah. Or Thomas yeah. in Milwaukee was our yeah. was our corner. Yeah. So anyway, didn't see anyone get shot, but um, you never you never know. Uh, so um, well, our Halloween was good. Uh, our I did a the kids. Well, Olivia, my oldest, she and a couple of her friends organized a, a haunted house in our garage, and um, she she was a. Uh, like a, a killer baby doll. And then, <laughs> um, and, uh, my son was some stupid character from Fortnite, and I've been eating their candy oh, ever God, since. He's, a, he's so. in a Fortnite. Oh my God. He's yeah. He's a, he's a gamer. Oh um, Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, Oh, Nate silver on five thirty eight just said in his prediction, what did he say? He just said, this is just posted at 
1023 Eastern, Democrats are now ever so slightly ahead to keep the Senate in prediction markets. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see where that goes. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we jump in? Uh, no, let's do this. Okay. Well, as I said before, um, we, we kind of wanted to do this tonight just to see, uh, what we thought about the races and, and, and get our reaction in real time as things start to come in. Um, but one of the things I think we both wanted to do was predict, um, hold on a second. Okay. So we're back. And, um, I think what we wanted to do was send each other a couple predictions about what we thought might happen tonight. And so I'm going to read what you wrote me first, and then you can tell me a little bit about what, if, if you want to clarify anything, if that's cool. I'll Happy to do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Pete says, hi, I'm Pete Photos. This is my prediction. Howdy <laughs> <laughs> ho! <laughs> Overall, it will be a typical midterm election where both the House and Senate are going to flip to the GOP. Well, the House was, yes, right. The messages Democrats have been pushing this cycle seem to be out of touch with several demographics that they needed to win over. Some of these messages go all the way back to 2016. I'll explain that one later. For the Senate, I believe Warnock in Georgia and Cortex Masto in Nevada will lose while Fetterman will win in PA, giving the GOP 51 seats. For the House, I don't know what the final makeup will be, but I think Nancy Pelosi's career is over after tonight. I got a question about that. In fact, I think the House Dems are going to elect a whole new slate of leaders for the next Congress. In the governor's races, I think Evers, Wisconsin, and Hockle, New York, lose back-to-back bench outsiders. Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke will suffer embarrassing losses in Georgia and Texas, respectively. Also, how long will it take J.B. Pritzker and Gavin Newsom to announce their presidential campaigns? End prediction. Boom. Uh, one question for you. Shoot. You don't. You don't. You don't really mean like Nancy Pelosi is like gonna lose tonight. No, 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 over? no. I'm. I think uh, like she'll continue to be a politician. I don't know. Um, well, I think she probably will. I mean, she's about for to one win another seat, right? Yeah. I think for one more term, but she's. I don't. But I don't see her she's stick. Old. I don't think she's going to be the minority leader, you know, in, in assuming that the house flips, um, at, at least if she does, if she is, I think that'll be the last thing she does. Um, okay. I just well, feel like, I, didn't mean to, yeah. I just feel like she, uh, is there, there will be a revolt the way that there usually is when the party flips in a, in a chamber in the U S Congress, there will be a revolt among the membership asking for a change in leadership. And it's usually the younger members going after the older members. Um, this is more typical, I think, on the Democratic side. It's just I don't have any evidence to back that up. I'm just saying it feels like it's a little bit more typical because obviously Republicans have stuck with Mitch McConnell. They've stuck with, um, you know, the tip, the usual leadership in, in, in the House, uh, except for maybe the Freedom Caucus guys and the um, the MAGA groups in the last uh, ding, ding, ding. Sorry, just to, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Texas was just called for Greg Abbott. Uh, Boom! Prediction one nine twenty six. Now I don't know if it's an embarrassing loss, as you said, but um, it is a loss, uh, a, I, a, a, I, res- a resounding loss for. I, I think any Oregon. loss for Beto is is embarrassing because this is his second time. This is his third time running third. for higher office, where third. he's just gotten yes. smacked down. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think it's embarrassing for him, and he needs to take a long, hard look at what his future actually looks like. Because clearly, um, high electoral uh, elected office is not in his future. <laughs> Just and go he away. Needs to stop. Yes, he needs to go away. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So I kind of feel like um, that'll be this will this will probably be it for Nancy Pelosi and and potentially even like Steny Hoyer. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't put any of this really at his at his feet, but he might just have to. Um, leave way for the more for the younger generation of uh, democratic leaders to come up. Mm, there's so many good ones that, you know, that are out there. <laughs> um, okay. And then you also m- mentioned something about messaging in 2016 or something about going all the way back to 2016. Well, I started with like um, some of the general messages and, you know, obviously they, 
I think Democrats across the country, and this is a generalization, obviously, I'm not picking specific states, but ignored the very real anxiety that uh, high inflation um, has caused among um, moderates and suburban households, for sure. Um, I think they harped way too much on the Dobbs decision and abortion. Because I think, you know, I don't think that issue plays the same way from state to state. I mean, in a state like Illinois, it probably does play really well. But in other, some other states, people, you know, either they already live in a state where it's protected, where abortion rights are protected, either through the state constitution or some sort of, or some sort of state law, or they live in a state where it's predominantly pro-life, maybe not, uh, maybe not pro-life to the point of no exceptions, but but still, it just doesn't feel like it's really that big of an issue because it's open-ended. Um, states are going to have the opportunity to rule. Their state legislatures are going to have the opportunity to pass laws and whatever that may look like. So I think they really try to ignore inflation, crime, uh, kind of the bigger issues uh, that affect suburban voters more. And that's where they're losing. And I, th- you know, one of the big ones in the last couple of weeks people were talking about is that the Democratic Party was losing suburban white women. Um, which they had won very handedly in 2020. Um, so there was that. And then going back to, like I was saying, going the message back to 2016, the whole, I'm, I'm hearing it on CNN. I'm, I'm kind of watching CNN as we're doing this. And they had somebody on there and talking about all the election deniers. And like, yeah, that might be. And that's a horrible thing. But the Democratic Party's hands are not clean when it comes to an election denial. I mean, they spent the better part of all four years of Donald Trump's um uh, presidency calling him um, an illegitimate president um, and denied his um, his election because and chalked it up to Russian interference, which it's not to say that there isn't, you know, an arguments to be made, but it's all it's all when it all comes down to it, to, to everyday voters that don't follow politics or don't get in the minutia of it all. It's all still election denying. Everybody denies elections some way in some way, shape or form. Um, and that's why I don't feel like the January 6th committee had the impact that people, some people thought it was going to have. Um, they just kind of shrugged their shoulders and like, whatever. And all the talk of democracy is about to be, you know, there won't be any democracy after this election. I think people don't respond to that. And that message, they've been, that message has been being played for too long. And it, it does, I just don't see it resonating very well um, throughout the country, just based on some of these returns and some of the commentary and, and opinion, uh, pieces that I've read in the last several weeks. And, um, I think the Democrats, the way that Republicans used to do, the Republicans did this a couple of times after a few cycles, especially in 2012. And I think in, in 2008 as well, they did their postmortem and they, it came up with plans. They didn't execute them or follow up with them, but they at least did the, the postmortem postmortem reports, on why they lost and Democrats don't seem to do that or they double down on the defend, defund the police or, um, or the abortion stuff or whatever. Um, I'm, so I'm really, really curious to see what, what messaging changes uh, should they lose, especially if they lose both the house and the Senate, I guess. It, I mean, it's certainly a slip in the air if they actually lose the Senate, but um, at, at worst or at, at, at best, it's going to be 50, 50 for them at worst, they're going to lose it. So um, uh, um sorry just a, a quick update here at 9:33 central time um 5:38 has a a possible upset alert i don't think it'll actually happen but um with 71% reporting in colorado's third district <laughs> lauren our our friend of the pod Ryan Mayo's district, uh, Lauren Bobert trails 52 to 48 to Aspen City Council member Adam Frisch. Ooh, so, I actually, I don't think uh, Mayo lives in that um, district anymore, but still. Oh, they redistricted him uh, out yeah, I of think it? I think they redrew okay. his lines, but still, that's very Well, anyway, something, something interesting to follow as, as we go through. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say... Um, I, I think, to your point that uh, of election denying, I understand that um, uh, what you were saying is that to those who are busy 
living their lives and not paying attention to politics. Not everyone pays attention as close as you or me or, or a lot of people or not a lot of people, but, um, that, you know, hearing, I can't remember. I, I, that there weren't as many Democrats as there are (laughs) denying Trump's, uh, legitimacy as there are, uh, you know, I think pretty much all uh, of them did. Dude, mm. I mean, honestly, I think pretty much all you of find them me did after. No, they did not. I think they, a lot they said of he. Really they said did. he did not win the election. No, they they certainly all called him a not legitimate president. I, I mean, I, that was part. You of find the freaking, me a quote from. Oh I, I, I can easy. You find me a quote. I from. I could say okay, maybe Google. <laughs> okay, find find it. I do not believe that um, Adam heard, Schiff called. Called him a illegitimate president. Yes, actually, Adam Schiff did do that. I've seen a quote. I when I was researching this yesterday, I found a quote from Adam Schiff specifically saying okay. he was not legitimate president. Find, I mean, find it's, that it's for me right now. Any anybody in Democratic leadership in the in the House of Representatives and the Senate, nine times out of ten, at nine out of ten of them at least, said that he was not legitimate president. I, I don't believe you. And you have Stacey um, Abrams from is who still has not conceded her race from 2018 when she lost to okay. Brian Kemp. Well, here I will I will point. I'm just saying to, I'm not there. I'm not saying there aren't merits to arguments at, at, on any of this, but to think that Republicans have like the market cornered on election denial is I think disingenuous. I'm I'm going to point you to no, do they take actually, it to I'll do they take it further? Yes, I'm not saying they don't take it further, but to say that they have the market cornered, I think, is not true. Um, there's an article called "Yes, Democrats Have Called Some Elections Illegitimate." GOP election denialism is far, and it was written by Kathy Young. I will send it to you. Um, and this is only to to my point to say that the minutia talking about this. And I think what's your point about most people don't get to this level and they hear blah, 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 um, you know, denialism. I agree with that. And I don't think it probably matters to most people when they're worrying about, you know, a carton of eggs being $6 as opposed mm-hmm. to three or whatever it should be. Um, sure. But I'm going to send you this article and you read it and you tell me, um, but I think we were both saying similar thing, or we're we're saying two different things that can have the same point, which is I'm saying I think Republicans are a lot worse with the election denialism, denialing, denials, but at the same time, I think it doesn't matter. Yes, I think we are basically uh, saying the same thing. Um, we're disagreeing on that point, the level of that, but... I think we're both agreeing that it doesn't matter. And so we'll see. Um, sorry, my computer's. I will send it to you after this and you can read it. <laughs> and then, um, but I've got it called up right here. I just. All right, I will send you the Washington Post piece that I read two days ago that backs up everything I'm saying. That says every Democrat's called Trump an illegitimate president? Uh, it, it, it doesn't say, quote, every Democrat. Was it written by it Hugh does, Hewitt? It does no. It was not written by Hugh Hewitt. Shut up. Um, I will. Uh, I will dig it up and I will. I will send it to you as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I send it to me. I, I want to read it. I, okay. I got to find it, dude. Uh, I don't have it up on my laptop or on my desktop right now. No, I'm saying just send it to me at some point. So okay. Um, all right. I cut, cut and paste. All right. Closing this so my computer doesn't shut down. Otherwise, we'll be in. Um, all right. Oh, no wonder. It's because of these cookies that are... Sorry, folks, I have a computer from 2013. I'm too poor to buy a new one. Um, Biden's economy <laughs> is killing me. Um, <clears throat> all right. So you're predicting, uh, basically, I would say what you're predicting is more in the the red wedding wave uh, evening for... Um, for the, t- the results of tonight, right? Would you say you'd call that like kind of a red wave? Uh, I mean, to the to the extent that a red wave includes winning both winning back both the House and Senate, sure. Um, I don't. Okay. Think I mean, I don't know that I. I don't know that. The, yeah. Okay. I don't know that I, I would call a fifty-one forty-nine Senate. No. No. That's what I mean. Necessarily. I, that's what. But if the definition of a red wave is taking to back lose. both, 
Yeah. Well, I'm not even including the governors. I'm just saying for if, if okay. a red wave is, if people think of it being um, GOP retaking the Senate and the house, just, you know, without even considering what the margins are, then sure. But I, like you said, I don't think a 51% or sorry, a 51 seat majority constitutes a red wave um, and for practical purposes. Because nothing is getting is still going to get done, really. Right. Um. Um. But um, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to read mine? I'm going to read yours. Even though I, I let's let's remember, folks. I'm not a I'm not a uh, politician. I'm not a. I've never been on a campaign. Um, whereas Pete's done all these things, so um, <laughs> it's like playing checkers and chess here. But and I even noted before. Before I, um, after I sent my prediction to Pete that I had calculated my, my, um, Senate numbers wrong, but I'm going to stick to my prediction. Um, uh, so despite, I, 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 will, I, despite wrong calculations, yes, okay. which in a, in a 50, 50 Senate, um, you know, one seat could make a big difference, but, um, I'm sticking to my guns because I'm too proud to change. So Pete. Go ahead and read what I wrote. Okay. My name is Howell Winters. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> All right. Tonight, I think you will end up seeing a pretty typical midterm result for fairly atypical reasons. That being the political environment is so bad for Democrats that they should expect a wipeout across the board, fairly or not. However, many of the GOP candidates are so bad that I expect that to offset the political environment to make for a fairly typical midterm outcome. I think the momentum is clearly in the favor of the GOP for both organic and artificial reasons that I'll explain on the, on the pod. And that will result in the GOP taking the house quite easily. It, I will be interested to see what happens to Alyssa Slotkin to the Alyssa Slotkins and Abigail Spanbergers uh, as a harbinger for the evening on the Senate front being an, being the analytical guy, the numbers say that the GOP is going to retake the Senate, and I have no reason to doubt that logically. But looking at it with my heart and my hopes for for Americans, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I don't see how the GOP picks up one seat. Maybe the Laxalt, maybe the Laxalt loses in Nevada, but that still means Fetterman Laxalt and Warnock. Yeah. yeah, you meant to say wins in Nevada, yeah, but right. that still means Fetterman and Warnock have to lose. I can see one of them maybe losing, but I will still be somewhat surprised if both lose. So I think it ends 50, 50, we may not get to this point in on the pod due, uh, due to late Nevada returns, but we might have an idea where it's headed. I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, wait, I shouldn't have read that last one. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So there was the error. If, if Laxalt wins only one of Fetterman or Warnock have to lose for the GOP to take the, the, the Senate. Um, I just, I don't know. I just cannot, and America has done this to me before, but I don't, I don't see how we, if we want to be a serious country, we elect Herschel Walker to the Senate. Um, what? <laughs> he He's like the worst candidate ever. I don't Tom- disagree. I don't disagree, but every country elects shitty candidates. Yes, but he's like extremely shitty. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm uh, like I said, I'm not, I don't, I'm not doubting or I'm not uh, disputing that, but he has anyway, no so, qualifications for, to be, uh, other than being a living, breathing human to be, uh, a, a Senator. He has done nothing in public service. He's, I, you can, he has you CRT. Could, you could argue um, the same thing about Raphael Warnock. He was a, he was a minute, a preacher. He's led in, people in a church, as a preacher. At a church. As a, as, I, Yes, he's never he's served in public office. People. Sure, and I, but but, he, but that but, I mean he, he doesn't didn't have he's not the political you know mastermind here either. I didn't, I didn't say that. He's uh, Herschel Walker has done nothing in his life to it seems it sounds like he's just been a terrible dad, human. Sure, um, and and I I don't think you could. Her, Raphael Warnock has led a congregation. Which is a political being a political job in itself. Homes. Well, whatever. <laughs> Everyone's made mistakes in their lives, but um, I don't. I I don't. I don't know anything about that. But what I'm saying is that you know, to be a, a preacher, you it's a it's a. I mean, it has elements of 
being a politician in it. You have sure. factions of the congregation. You have to, um, and I can understand. And there's plenty of people who have been, you know, preachers or lawyers who have no um, political background to get elected as senators. And there's been but plenty they, of they've served in, <laughs> but but they've served on community boards or. Um, Herschel Walker was literally only picked because Donald Trump liked him and said, wouldn't he be great? And I agree. Um, and he is a uniquely, um, and I just think that you can elect whoever you want. That's what a democracy is. But like I said, it's not, we're not a serious one if we're electing people like Herschel Walker, in my opinion, and you can disagree. That's just my opinion. Um, and so, you know, he, 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 I don't know if you saw the thing that went viral a week ago about a, and I don't necessarily agree with a a pastor bringing politics into a church, but it was a, it was a black uh, pastor in a church in Georgia who was going off kind of on the, the cynicism of the Herschel Walker um, uh, nomination. And one of the things he said was, you know, basically like they think, Black men will will vote for him just because, you know, he's a black man like them. And and I was like, yeah, you know, that that is a pretty terrible, terrible thing to think um, that they would do. But you know what? If Herschel Walker wins, which he may, that's exactly what's going to happen. There are going to be some black men who, you know, may have voted for Stacey Abrams who vote for um, Herschel Walker. There are going to be some black men who, um, you know, d- voted for Warnock last time, but are voting for Herschel Walker this time. Um, so, again, I just think that, and and again, I don't have any reason to doubt that he may win. All the polls are showing he had the momentum late. And so, um, logically, we may wake up in the morning and he could be the winner um, I'm just saying, for my heart and for my hopes for America to be a serious country, I don't. I hope he does not win. Um, I will say that I just saw an update that said the 538. One of the guys predicts Georgia will now go to a runoff um, based on the returns that are coming in. He showed some graph, uh, so that that could obviously push things out. Um, and I don't know what would happen if the Democrats and Republicans had two more months of just a pure focus on the Georgia race, what would happen? Um, I think at that point, you know, it's kind of a toss up again, but um, so yeah, that's why I said that. And so I think I'm, I'm somewhat predicting with my heart that we, that it stays a 50, 50 um, Senate. Regardless, you know, other than McConnell being in power versus, um, holding the gavel versus uh, Schumer. I don't know that one vote is going to change much. Uh, I mean, you what would you say potentially will be a ramification of McConnell uh, being, you know, basically the tiebreaker vote versus Schumer? Or, I mean, they're, they're not going to pass anything, but Biden's got the veto power. Um, uh, it may even be better because then, then McConnell may may not let the House go play some of the brinksmanship games they're going to to definitely engage in. Well, first an update: Abigail Spanberger will win re-election in Virginia's seventh district. Oh. Okay, um, according to five thirty. Wow, that they called that one. Five thirty. ABC News is projecting it right now. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, the the difference between I think one of the big differences between Schumer and McConnell is that McConnell does not let his members run too wild. I think Schumer doesn't do that for a lot of reasons. Um, now will there be hundred percent sanity hundred percent of the time? No, because that's not that's not how that's not how politics works. But um, I think Schumer, or I'm sorry, I think McConnell will do a lot more to keep everybody in line, and I think that's why. A lot of MAGA Republicans don't like him. I think that's why they they hate him, honestly. 
because he doesn't let them run wild and doesn't let them go do stupid things that make that embarrass the party to a point of, you know, no return. Um, but uh, back going back real quick, though, to your comment about, you know, hope for America and democracy in Herschel Walker, he would not be the first person elected to the United States Congress, Senate or House that has no idea what they're doing and no business being there. That's like 70% of the United States House and easily 30% of the United States Senate. People get elected all the time that shouldn't be there ever. It's just he the is way it particularly is. dumb. It, he, no, I, like and, I said, I don't uh, dispute that. I don't dispute that. He, but I'm saying but he are, is a level are, beyond what has been has been are, happened. But there have been plenty of people over the course of American history that have ended up in the United States Senate and the United States House that couldn't find two that couldn't string two sentences together if their life depended on it. No, so he is I, the dumbest. I do not, worst I do not believe. Ever, in my opinion. I do not believe Herschel Walker is a threat to American democracy in that sense. I didn't all. say that. I didn't say that. I said we're unserious. I didn't say anything about democracy. Okay. Well, all right. Well, then even worse. I mean, there's plenty of people who are unserious. Uh, no, he. I'm saying he is yeah. the worst candidate I've ever seen. Okay. Tell me. Fair tell enough. me one who's worse. In recent memory. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of one. But I know okay, plenty well, of people. Get, I know, but I know plenty of people who don't. Who don't. Uh, who should never have been elected to the Senate that were there and or and at times still are there. But well, anyway, that, that's that's I'm saying he is particularly he is an extreme version of of things that have happened before. And so he's a he's beyond the pale of what's happened before. Mm-hmm. And as a result, if he's elected, I think it's a it's a further. Um, a further instance of how unserious we are as a country. And that's what, and then I'm not saying anything about democracy. In fact, it's democracy um, in action, destroying <laughs> destroying its great country because um, he we're, he has no business being there, and he's worse than anyone I can think of. If if you can show me someone who shouldn't be there, I mean, Tommy Tuberville certainly didn't deserve to be there, but you know, Alabama voted him in. I don't even think he understood the three branches of government when he got there. He's particularly bad. But, you know, he – I think he had, was in a position as a as a college football coach, which is a somewhat of a political job as well. You have um, lots of factions and constituents to, to, to manage in that way. You could see how the skills could be somewhat transferable. I don't understand. I don't see any of that in Herschel Walker. So – um, all I mean, I'm saying if that's, is, I if think, that's the standard, I mean, Herschel Walker meets it. He's a celebrity. I mean, it's like, I, I, I mean, if I don't that's think the celebrity setting, people come to you as a celebrity. You don't have to, well, you Tommy don't have Tur- to people come to appease Tommy other people. Not, not at Auburn. He was having to I mean, appease donors uh, and yeah, players and, and administration. I don't think there's a whole um, lot of, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference if that's the standard, but. I think we're I think we're, well, we're getting away from the point if we uh, keep on down this road. Well, don't say I didn't say anything about democracy being at risk, so don't put words in my mouth. I apologize, but when you said that uh, you know we're an unserious country, that means our democracy is, uns, is unserious. Well, that's, I didn't say that's, we. I didn't say our. I didn't say our democracy was unserious. I said no, we're it, an unserious people who value things like celebrity. And um, cults of personality, as opposed to seriousness, thoughtfulness, um, community caring. Uh, I just think that we—it's—it's it's a game. I think I think politics is a game, and and people treat it that way, as opposed to what it really is, which is, you know, really it can be really impactful for people. And the idea that Herschel Walker could be in the Senate setting policy for the country is offensive to me. Fair enough. So um, anyway, back to my predictions. Um, The one thing I will say is I think uh, about momentum is definitely, I think I, we, when we did our podcast, not the last time, but the time before um, you did a part about how, um, you know, post post Dobbs what what was the 
what was going on and how you thought it was, if it was going to affect the elections. And at the time you were saying like, uh, you didn't think it was. And I was kind of like, oh, well, um, you know, the numbers are showing that actually, you know, blah, 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 like, um, that the Democrats still have a pretty good chance of holding onto the Senate and, you know, um, the Republican wipeout in the or the Democratic wipeout in the House probably wouldn't be won't be as bad, but it seems you were ahead of the curve because since then all the numbers have started coming back towards Republicans to the point where um, um, the five thirty eight uh, prediction model had Republicans winning both houses and this, even the Senate fifty five to forty five. So. You 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 were onto something there a couple of weeks ago that I that the numbers hadn't caught up to and me being, you know, over over um, over reliant on looking at the the stats uh, was blinded by what was ha- actually happening. So good for you for calling that one. Um, I mean, we'll see we'll see we'll see if it actually does play out here. My my I do I have been reading where. Um, <clears throat> There have been a bevy of Republican polls that have been being put out um, these last couple of weeks. And so a part of me thinks, I wonder if there was a conscious effort. You know, everybody knows that like a a Rasmussen or a Trafalgar is going to lean a little bit, um, uh, a little bit red, a little bit GOP. Um, But I I mean, I think they're considered, they're serious polling outlets. but I, a part of me wonders if there were, you know, uh, there was a concerted effort to build, to put all these out to, um, to create this um, positive narrative uh, for the GOP and to create, you know, polling momentum for them, which could at some point become, you know, could depress some voters who may not show up, who were, you know, hoping to be part of a blue wall or something, or even encourage people who want to be part of a red wave. So um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I could totally see that being something that, that people think of, like, let's make sure we get as many out there to, to create, you know, sort of a, almost an ad campaign. Um, but uh, for what, for however it did happen, um, all the, all the momentum was with, uh, was with the Republicans late, but it is one reason why I think that, um, uh, it, things, the Senate could end up 50, 50. And as I'm talking, I see Josh Shapiro was just projected the winner in Pennsylvania. JD Vance is projected winner in Ohio. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, that was expected, but I guess some people were holding out hope that Tim Ryan could, could win. I don't think that was ever really seriously entertained amongst most people. And Maggie Hassan, has been projected the winner. So I guess there were some, some thoughts that Dan Bulldock could, could, could upset her there, but appears it hasn't happened. So uh, as of now, it looks like it's all going to come down to Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So we're not saying, not saying anything too illuminating there. Yeah. And now, you know, Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin was leading Ron Johnson and now Ron Johnson has pulled ahead. Um, so, um, and I just got a text from, uh, a friend in Wisconsin. He says that Evers will actually win re-election for governor in Wisconsin. So my prediction there was wrong. Um, I think the same thing for Holchel. I think she's ever, I think she's actually going to pull out New York, no problem too. But I, for some reason, I, I really thought that she was going to lose. Um, the, um, 538 needle. It currently estimates 51 Republican seats, 49 Democrats. So mm. uh, they have, it looks like, war, um, Walker's ahead by 1.2 points with 79% reporting. Um, let's see. Uh, uh Nevada is 0.5 for the Democrats at the moment. Oh wait, no, that's nobody's reported yet. It hasn't closed yet. It's about to close. 
And Trump's future uh, running mate, Kari Lake, is losing her race in Arizona right now. Is she really? That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, she's down oh, by Fetterman. she's down by fourteen points. Oh well, with half Fetterman, only half of the precincts are in. Right, Fetterman is actually with sixty eight percent leading by a larger margin than um, Mark Kelly. So that's interesting in Arizona. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, what do, what would you think? Um, what do you, have you followed many of these abortion uh, measures that are on the ballots? No, I haven't. Because no. I mean, it's like I said, I feel like the the Dobbs decision plays well in some states; it doesn't play well in others. And I think it really just depends. I think the deep blue states like Illinois, where every single freaking campaign ad was about abortion and how extreme the Republican was to uh, to reproductive rights. Um, I think that plays well in Illinois. I think that plays well in California, New York. I don't think that plays well in Oklahoma, Missouri, Iowa, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, so I just think it. some of these measures, I mean, like I said, some states are going to ban abortion. Some aren't. And that's that was kind of the point of uh, the court striking down Roe v. Wade to have the states determine for themselves what policy to have. Um, but no, I have not followed the individual ballot measures. I mean, Kansas was obviously a surprise in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan is voting uh, and Kentucky is voting on, I mean, they're not written the same way. But essentially, it's, you know, should we allow some type of abortion versus um, outlawing it? And I think they're pretty tight. It it seems like um, uh, both are within, you know, 10 points at this point. So that could be interesting um, to follow. I I am very curious where, where the Arizona governor... Um, race ends up ends because up, yeah. that's one that I think people had kind of, I, I mean, I felt like over the last couple of weeks um, it, it had been pretty much decided amongst the talking heads that Carrie Lake was going to be the next governor of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't sound like Katie Hobbs was a very good candidate. Um Maybe she's a fine secretary of state when all she has to do is, you know, run elections and count count ballots. But that doesn't mean you can be a, a you know, you have to have some charisma to be a, um, a governor. And she certainly seems to lack it. So, you know, another one of those Democrats could have just shot themselves in the foot there. But um, we'll see what happens there. That, that certainly would be a, uh, I think... A surprise if she pulls it out. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole county in Arizona that hasn't reported any results yet. Um, you know, and Arizona counties are pretty actually pretty large because uh, of it's how rural of a state it is. Um, but it doesn't just glancing at the numbers. It doesn't seem like they're uh, the margins from red counties to blue counties are matching all that much. Um, so I mean, only fifty percent of. Um, 51% of the expected voters reporting right now. And Kari Lake is down by 14 points, which is just under 200,000 votes. Um, so, I mean, it could, it sure could change, it could change a lot vote. overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, sure. especially the West coast, I mean, we're not going to know a whole lot. I mean, they just announced Gavin Newsom will win governor every election for governor in California, but that's not a surprise. Um, so I guess, um, yeah, over the overnights are really gonna obviously are going to show us what what we need to see. Um, so you're saying we should uh, we should come back and record in the morning? Sure. Once we know more, <laughs> let's do it. Um. Uh. All right. Well, we'll know more next time we talk. Um. I love you. 
Anything anything else to say? Uh, that I love you. Even if I think democracy is in peril? <laughs> democracy is not in peril. I do think, I think that is a, um, something we'll look back on and, and probably think that, yeah, it was something we should maybe be concerned about and paid attention to, but like the, the, even I, someone who's inclined to like be, uh, uh, open to that type. I think it's, it's, it's a bit much these, like, you know, the, the, the amount of, Times I've heard Nazis and yeah. Weimar Republic and um, fascism, and it's not to it's it's not to say that there are elements there that need to be watched and um, uh, that. But I, and again, maybe I'm just a cockeyed optimist, but I think it has been overplayed, and I'm hopeful that it's been overplayed, and that we will look back and think, oh, wasn't that cute when we were saying all that stuff because it was not necessarily come true, but, um, uh, yeah. So I'm fingers crossed that I won't have to talk about that much anymore. Um, do you want to talk about what you're into, if anything, before, uh, we go and let our viewers determine how wrong we are, um, as they listen to this in a couple of days? Um, I'm not into much right now, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm not really into it. I don't, I don't have anything to, to talk about that I'm into it. Do you? Way to prepare for the, the podcast. I've been thinking about um, it all day, man. I got nothing. So, um, well, White Lotus season two is out. I watched the first episode of that. Is it any good? I heard there's a threesome scene in this year, in this, uh, in this oh. season. That's apparently really good. I, I haven't. But how good could ha- it be I'll without no Sydney Sweeney? No, that's true. <laughs> um, well, uh, Aubrey Plaza's in it. If you're, if you like, her. Ah, she. I mean, uh, I've never. She's all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But uh, we, my, we as a family, have been watching Welcome to Wrexham. Are you familiar with that? I am. I've I've watched. Uh. I've, I think I'm. I think I'm caught up completely on it. Oh. Okay. So we're about halfway through. Um, uh, f- for those who don't know, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney bought a, uh, soccer club in the national league in, is it the national league in, in uh, yeah, it's one of the, the lower UK? tier, one of the lower tier leagues it's in the, the lowest, in the UK. It? I think it's and, actually the second to lowest. Okay. And so, um, it's a documentary about that, that, uh, acquisition and, and in Wales, their ownership. Um, and I will say, do they, and, and maybe you can tell me, do they ever explain why they chose this club? And they never seem to explain. They why don't. They chose... <laughs> That's actually a really good point. They've never really, they've never really talked about how, um, why, how they landed on buying this particular club. Right. I think it might've just all been the available. Clubs. Well, it has a, it's, so they play in the oldest um, professional yeah. stadium in the world or is it just, or is it just in the premier in the, in, in the UK? I forget. Um, and they had, it it did have a, this club Wrexham FC did have a very, um, storied past until the last like 20 or 30 years where they just kept on Mm -hmm. getting relegated and relegated and relegated. And now Mm -hmm. they're in this low tier premier, you know, of the, uh, low tier of the, of the, of the football, you know, yeah, Association of Football Tree in 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 the UK, um, and it's an old mining town, and really, it's one of those places that all the only thing that really brings the community together is this is this soccer club. Um, but yeah, they never really explain how they heard about it or landed on it or or what. Yeah, but, I mean, they in the first episode, the the um, the fans are saying we want to like. Before they approve it, they're like, "We want to know why they chose Wrexham," mm-hmm. and and they never say why. Um, Rob McElhenney they... it talks about how he's a Phillies uh, or not Phillies, a uh, Philadelphia Eagles oh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does, and it's it like... reminds him of the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Yeah, right. Ooh. I mean, so anyway, it's enjoyable. Um, and they're, the episodes are very quick, so that's yeah. nice. What I will be into is um, uh, Yellowstone is coming back next week mm. for season five. And I'm really excited about it because it's supposed to be it's going to be like a bananas season. So I'm excited about it. All right. So I will be um, into that. Okay. Well, you can mention that next time. Haven't you mentioned Yellowstone on this? Brian before? Kemp has been declared the winner in Georgia over Stacey Abrams. You can hide your erection from me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say the same. I'm joking. I'll, I'll say the same thing that I've said on multiple on the last couple of pods. Brian Kemp has not done has done a good job in Georgia, and that's why he's getting reelected. Um, for you know national Democrats and Stacey Abrams to come in and try and paint him otherwise was disingenuous and, you know, and wow, she's losing by nine points, um, you know, 300 and something thousand votes. So I just, I don't, um, it's like Beto. I just don't get, I just don't get what her, I don't really don't understand her appeal. I don't understand Beto's appeal or why they were sort of anointed as, the future, but I think both of them need to take a break for a while. But anyway. Well, stay tuned. That's all I got for now. All right. Let's close it up. Thanks, buddy. Well, follow us on uh, Twitter at Bros Politics. Catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Amazon. And as always, we are going to a casino. We are going to a casino. You sent a text a couple a week ago. When are we going? I, I think know. you and I, I think you and I should meet. And we'll have dinner and then go play craps for like an hour and a half. On like a Sunday night. Sure. Well, how about this Sunday? When it's, when it's not as crowded. How about I this Sunday? I can't go this weekend. My, my Melissa's in Santa Barbara from Saturday to like Thursday or something. So we're um, okay. Yeah. And then the following Sunday, we're leaving for Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. So, and then the following week after Thanksgiving, I'm in Florida for oh, a soccer tournament. So, gosh. we'll go in December. All right. Next time we record, we we'll will still be December. going to a casino. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Bye.